Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original H-B-I-C, Katie motherfucking boy. And on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, I'm going to be going on a real, real deep dive all about chakras, or if you would like to pronounce it correctly in Sanskrit, chakras. I get so many freaking DMs and inboxes on my app and emails, and people will be like, how do I heal my third eye chakra? How do I open my throat chakra? How do I move energy in my root chakra? And I'm just going to address as much as I can on today's episode of the Ambitious Podcast, you know, but in the great, great words of one of my favorite recording artists, Queen Herbie. If you don't listen to Queen Herbie, are you even alive? Are you even living? One of my favorite songs, uh, she talks about chakras. And I'm just going to read my favorite little line. Danger coming at me, bitch. I see it all the time. Better fix your vibe if you want to be in my life. No one can fuck with me when my chakras are aligned. I protect my energy. Because, bitch. I got to (laughs) shine. I just thought I would throw that in here because it's like one of my freaking favorite songs by Queen Herbie. And I just love that line. And it's true. When your shit is healed, when your chakras are aligned, when your energy centers are like divinely resonating with the hum of the universe, you are fucking unstoppable. And that is why we heal our chakras. That is why we clean our energy. And we're going to be talking all about that today on this episode of the Ambitious Podcast. But before I start, I just want to talk about two things quickly. Number one is, like I always say every week, so many people DM me on Instagram and they inbox me on my app and they email me and they're like, I want to work with you, but I just don't know how. Like, do I do Ambitious Academy? Do I do a VIB full immersion day with you? Do I do Bitchapalooza? Do I do a healing session with you? Do I do a business coaching session? And I say, let's get on a fucking call because I'm like Katie 1981. Like, if I really wanted to, I would love to have like some string and a can that goes to your house so we can just like be besties and talk through the can. Was I the only one that did that? Because I was Poe. <laughs> but thank God we have Zooms and phones and all that good shit. And I'm just like real old school. So I am offering any woman out there that desires to make her life more ambitious to hop on a free clarity call with me. We can talk all about the different ways that you can be ambitious. And I will pretty much tell you if it's a good match or not. Because honestly, guys, sometimes it's not a good match, right? And sometimes it's not a good match for you. Like you might listen to the podcast and be like, that bitch is so dope. And then you get on a call with me and you're like, she's a fuck. 
You know, she's a douche. And that's fine. I'm not for everybody. And, you know, you're not for everybody. And I want to make sure that working together is a good match on both sides. So let's hop on a totally complimentary clarity call. You can go into the show notes and book your call right then and there. And the second thing is Ambitious Academy is open for enrollment every day. It's an evergreen uh, offering. That means that we don't have any start or end date. You just jump in when you jump in and you don't have to worry about missing anything because everything we do on my Ambitious Academy app goes into this incredible vault, if you will, of all of my past recordings, workout videos, yoga videos, breath work, meditation, recipes, like you name it, we do it. And don't worry about, oh, I have to wait until such and such a time. No, you can jump in whenever. But if you're a little bit on the fence, hop on a clarity call with me before you make that decision. And both of this and both of these informations are in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to your podcast today, just scroll down to the show notes and please, please, please hop on that clarity call. The next thing that I want to do is I've been forgetting to do this, which is super douchey of me. And I'm like, so sorry, but sometimes I get like really into what I'm doing. And then like, I forget what I'm doing and then just shit hits the fan. And then people are like, I left you a five-star and written review on the podcast. Why the fuck haven't you read it yet? And I'm like, oh, shiznit. So today I am going to be reading a five-star and written review from R. Milbs 23, and she entitles this review, Inspiring Exclamation Point. I love this podcast. I happened upon it last week, and I haven't been able to stop listening since Katie's Bostonian tough love approach is so refreshing and just what I needed to wake myself up a little bit to get on track in my life with my dreams and goals. But specifically regarding the latest episode, Healing the Witch Wound, I am so happy to finally hear someone saying what so many of us, especially me, have been feeling for so long. This COVID vaccine passport thing, the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed, and all of this divisiveness going on in the world today has got to stop. I really wish more people would open their eyes and see it for what it is. It's up to us, the ones whose eyes are already open, to no longer stand for this and to not be afraid to stand up for what we believe. Katie is not afraid to say whatever she feels, and I love it. She says the important stuff, but with a hilarious twist, I laughed throughout the whole show while being inspired to be my best self. So glad I found this podcast. R. Milbs, can you please email me at hello at kbmfc.com so I can send you a beautiful, ambitious gift just to thank you from the bottom of my little black heart for doing that. Listen, I know y'all, y'all's lives are busy and I, uh, I fucking life's busy too, but I'm a huge supporter of other women. I am a legit girl's girl. So taking time to do these types of things, it not only helps get the podcast into more listeners' ears, which that's part of the whole ambitious movement, right, is to spread the good word, but also like it really, 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 truly helps me to go to the next level wherever we are on our podcast sitch, right? So if it's on Apple, like it gets people listening. It gets me into more faces. 
And I just love saying thank you and sending people gifts. It's like one of my little love languages. So thank you so much, guys. Get on over to wherever you listen to podcasts and write a review, share this on your social media. And if you tag me in it, I will also be more than happy to send you a gift for doing so. Like I just, I'm a rich bitch and I really just want to spread the love. So tag me on your Instagram, um, you know, text this to a friend, email this out to your email database and be like, yo, you got to listen to this shit because I don't get paid to do this. I do this out of the goodness of my heart every week. And it takes a lot of work doing research and making sure that the podcast is fucking great and high vibe. And then I, you know, I have, I have a team that gets this out there. So, you know, they're not working for free. I wish that I could just motorboat them and they could just like go and do their work, but that's just not how it goes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my little black heart. I appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you. R Milbs 23. Don't forget to email me at hello at kbrc.com so I can send you a beautiful, ambitious gift. Okay. So Now that we got through that little ditty, today I'm going to be talking about what are the chakras, and then we're going to talk about food and herbs and spices for helping you heal them, and then at the end, I'm going to do a guided meditation, and then we're going to go into uh, chakra cleansing, which is really cool. Like, y'all, this is, Liz is free, and like, this is what people charge for in their different things that they're doing when they're coaches and they're healers. I'm not joking you. So can you imagine, like, I give all you this for free? Can you imagine what it would be like if you actually paid me to do a healing session on you? Blow your fucking panties off. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. So I want to talk a little bit about my story with chakras and Reiki healing and multidimensional healing. So about, um, God, we're going on 15 years now. About 15 years ago, I had what some people call a spiritual awakening, but I would probably call it more a dark night of the soul, which, you know, without the darkness, you can't go into the light, right? So I always tell people like when you're in a bad place and you think that like the world is so fucked up and you're like, how am I ever going to get out of this? You should be so fucking excited because I'm telling you right now, that is the money shot. That is the place where you're residing at that moment so that you can actually catapult yourself to the next level. Every time that I go through like a really hard time in my life or like what we call the dark night of the soul in the spiritual community, even though it literally feels like someone's just slapping me with dicks in the face for like months at a time, and you totally feel like a bag of smashed assholes for months, even sometimes years at a time, I get excited because I'm like, okay, I know that I'm about to level up in so many ways. And I always tell people that, you know, you cannot shoot an arrow without pulling back the bow and a spiritual awakening or a dark night of the soul or whatever you want to call it, an existential crisis, whatever, is your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual body being pulled back like the bow being drawn back by the archer. And as soon as you get over that hump and you really remember who the fuck you are in the first place, a living God or goddess walking this earth, it's the bomb.com after that, because your life just goes to the next level. So about 15 years ago, I went through this really dark time and I was like, okay, therapy is not working for me. 
Um, I'm, I'm sick of talking to my so-called friends about this because they're getting sick of my shit. Like I have to do something. And I started working with a, a team of healers, right? I started working with a shaman. I started working with a Reiki master teacher. I started working with um, a woman who, I mean, I can't even explain it, but she is like a fairy. She speaks light language, like really cool shit. Okay. So for a lot of you guys, you're like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? I was just like, so fucking desperate at that moment. I was like, you can shove hot pokers up my ass if it's going to make me feel better. And when I brought this team together, I started realizing that everything that my soul needed to get out of this dark place was actually the healing modalities esoterically and spiritually and energetically. And I was like, oh my God, after I did all this work with my, my spiritual team and I was meditating every day and I was doing affirmations and I had all my rituals, a lot of them that I talk about in Ambitious, the book, if you have not got the book, what the fuck are you waiting for? Get over to kbmfc.com and, and buy your copy of your book or your bitch box. But all of those rituals that I talk about in the book and that I still to this day do every day is what helps me get out of that bad place. So I'm here to tell you that no one is fucking coming to save you. No one actually really gives a fuck about you. I hate to say it like that, but I'm going to just fucking say it because this is the ambitious podcast. This is not my the pull of my finger of the podcast, okay? No one's coming to save you. So if you're feeling bad, you have to go out and you have to gather the people that are going to be part of your team. And if you're like, I don't have the money right now to pay for all this, do what I do did. Start going on YouTube. Start doing your own independent research. Start seeing like what resonates with you. Um, I'm an Aquarius. I'm super extraterrestrial. Um, I know that my soul was not created on this earth plane or in heaven. I really feel like my soul was created on like in a star system or like on another planet. Um, I get so down and dirty with like alien extraterrestrial like vibes and stuff. So when I started on my spiritual awakening, I used to just listen to like all this weird shit about like Pleiadian, uh, Pleiadian aliens, Arcturian alien aliens, um, aliens from the Buetes, like, you know, all this different shit. Now you might be more like, oh, I love archangels and I love Jesus. Then start really, you know, diving deep on how you can work with archangel archetypes and archangel energy to help you heal. If you're like me and you're like, I'm an ET, I'm a total, uh, let my freak flag fly. Like go on YouTube and look at all these healing transmissions from like different channeled things. Like I really love Barbara Marciniak. She channels the Pleiadians. There's a bunch of different channelers that channel aliens. Um, there's a bunch of different channelers that channel archangels or Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene or even, um, and we're going to get into this in another podcast. I'm actually in the middle of doing my research for it and writing it. But working with like goddess archetypes, you know, working with Isis, working with Hathor, working with Kuan Yin, um, working with White Buffalo Woman. There's a really good book if you want to let your freak flag fly and just like rock out with your cock out and jam out with your clam out. There's a book that I'm reading right now called The Sophia Code. It'll make your fucking nipples hard if you're a total freak show like me. But like, just do your own independent research, okay? Because no one's going to show up at your door like the Amazon guy and be like, hey, I think that you should read this book and that book. And you have to follow the breadcrumbs when you're in the middle of your spiritual awakening. You have to follow the breadcrumbs when you are in your dark night of the soul. Like I said, again, for the 80th motherfucking time, 
No one's coming to save you. You have to take full radical responsibility for where you are in your life so that you can level up or not, or not. Just be a mediocre motherfucker. And that's okay too. And no one will care because guess what? At the end of the day, all people do is care about themselves. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, like, it is human nature to be like, oh, so-and-so is going through a hard time. That's sad. Go back to go back to fucking Netflix. Oh, she's like struggling or her dad died. Oh, that's so sad. Let's send her, let's send her some flowers. Okay, go back. No one gives a fuck about you. They care about themselves. And that's just human nature. That's the way it is. Okay. So we as ambitious women have to take radical responsibility for where we are and where we're going. And part of the radical responsibility that I took back in the day was number one, deep diving, really deep diving into just learning everything. That's when I got into tarot. That's when I got into oracle cards. That's when I got into crystals. That's when I got into healing sessions on all different levels, right? That's when I just started really just reading and just taking in as much education and as much knowledge. And some of the stuff that I would get into, it wouldn't resonate with me. And I would be like, okay, that's all right. It doesn't resonate with me now, but maybe down the road it will. And I would just put it down. I'd place that information down. And then guess what? Like 10 years later, it totally resonates with me. And the stuff that used to resonate with me doesn't really resonate with me anymore. And that's the coolest part about your healing journey. Don't judge it. Just go with the flow. And if people think you're a creep or you're crazy because you're doing all this wacky shit, I'd rather be a creep and crazy and do wacky shit than be a mediocre motherfucker stuck in the motherfucking matrix. Not to change the subject, but here we go. I don't know if y'all have seen the new Matrix Resurrection movie. If you haven't, watch that shit because it's mind-blowing. But, you know, so many people are just stuck in like, I wake up, I shit, I have my coffee, I shower, I go to work, I go to, I come home, I fuck my husband, I beat my children, I make dinner, I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and then I go to bed, and then I do it all again the next day. If you think that that's a life... You better get your fucking shit together, dude, because that is not a life. That is called motherfucking Groundhog Day. And let me tell you something, that will get sickening real fucking quick. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're not even going to recognize that person. So that is why I'm here to kind of just like drop the knowledge, sprinkle the sprinkles, sprinkle the spiritual sprinkles. And, you know, if, if you like If you like chocolate sprinkles, if you like rainbow sprinkles, if you want some toffee bits on your ice cream, I don't give a fuck what you like. Just take the sprinkles that you like and throw the rest back. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's get into this. First of all, what are the chakras? Okay, or the chakras. Chakra is how you pronunciate it. Pronunciate it. That's how you pronounce it in Sanskrit. Oh my God, it's 5.30 in the morning here where I am right now. So (laughs) give me a fucking break. I only had one cup of coffee. So chakras are the energy centers of the body. They are located in the astral body along the top of the head. The astral body is the energy body residing in your physical body, okay? Each physical body in the astral plane cannot be seen or touched. Okay, this is the, also the reason why we cannot see the chakras because people will be like, well, if the chakras are real, why can't we see them? Well, we can't see the poop in your colon either, but you know that shit comes out in the toilet every fucking day, right? Come on, bro. So the chakras radiate a specific color and energy, and each one coincides with a gland in the body. 
So the chakras are the emotional, the physiological, the spiritual, and the physical aspects of our being. And, and it is my true belief, and it is many other people's true beliefs in the spiritual world, that when a chakra is blocked, it can create a fucking plethora of problems. It can, um, it can create spiritual and energetic problems, but even more crazy, and people don't believe this, but then when I explain it to them, they're like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. It can also create blocks in disease and illness and even like, you know, psychotic disorders. Okay. So for example, have you ever seen someone who's like never smoked a day in their life? Like they've never smoked a day in their life. They, you know, never worked in a job or a business or a company that like assaulted their lungs. Okay. And the, the lungs are, are tightly attached to the heart chakra. Okay. And then you see these people get like lung cancer or they have reoccurring pneumonia or reoccurring bronchitis. And I say to them, have you experienced a lot of loss in your life? And, and they'll say, oh my God, yes. In like the last two years I've had, you know, my mother died, my father died. My, I had a, you know, two miscarriages. My best friend died. My grandmother died. Like, and I hear this all the time. I'm not being like overly dramatic. Like I hear people that have such heavy, deep, insane loss, and then they end up with something wrong with their lungs. And what, you know, it could, and it could be really, really serious, such as like a stage four lung cancer, or it could be like something is just like bad as like, I just always have heaviness in my lungs and my lungs always hurt, or I always have pneumonia, or I get reoccurring bronchitis like once a month. And I'll say to them, well, this is because you haven't moved any of this grief. And in Chinese medicine, and also in in Reiki and any kind of energy healing, when you're talking about chakras, the lungs is what holds grief. So if you have not learned how to let go of grief, you're going to have a problem. I actually, I actually was getting my nails done the other day, and there was a girl who was assisting my, the girl that does my nails. And she's so beautiful, like just a good shit. And she was in the nail salon. She kept vaping. And I was like reading her mind and I was like, okay, this girl has had a lot of loss. Like I have to talk to her. Like I have to tell her she needs to fucking get rid of that shit. And so we were just shooting the shit. And um, I, I said, like, we were talking about how much loss that she's underwent. And I said, do you have like lung issues? And she's like, actually, I do. I said, you need to fucking get rid of that thing. And I don't know what I did to her. If I like glamored her, or I did some fucking pagan shit to her mind. I like mind controlled her fucking something. But she just looked at me like she knew, not her physical body, but like her soul recognized my soul speaking to her through spirit. And she threw the vape in the trash right in front of me. And then come to find out her mother had passed away. You know, we were talking about all her loss and she lost her mother to fucking stage four lung cancer. And I was like, oh my God. And she just like, <laughs> she left that day. And I just think she was like in a fucking, some kind of an alternate dimension after like we had that whole um, conversation. But guess what? Maybe I helped her move some energy and we're going to do some healing sessions with the girls there, which I'm super excited about. But like, this is how it happens, guys, right? Or... Or, you know, if you're the type of person who like 
anything that happens to them, they just push it down, push it down, push it down. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this. I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. And then what happens is they push it all the way down into their root chakra. And then they have really serious problems with reproductive issues. They have lower back issues. They have like any kind of female issues. And then when you start to heal that root chakra, their whole physical life changes. Like their periods get better. They get pregnant. Um, Their back pain heals without surgery or intervention. And that is the most beautiful thing about being a healer. Now, a lot of my Christian and Catholic friends will come for me and they'll say, like, who do you think you are? Like, this is witchcraft. This isn't real. And I'll say to them, well, in the Bible, it says, Jesus says, why are you amazed? I want you to do all things I can do and more. And what Jesus is saying that saying to us is, we are all gods and goddesses walking this earth. We are direct descendants from the creator. God made us in his and hers image and likeness. So why shouldn't we be able to help other people heal? Why shouldn't we be able to heal ourselves? It's all about belief. The reason why Jesus could make the lame walk and make the blind see is because there was no other alternative. He knew there wasn't even an inclination in his mind that he could not do this. And he is not the only one in this world, in the history of this world, to be a healer. Okay. There are many, many, many healers. And guess what? Everyone on this earth can heal others and heal themselves, but they just are either afraid or they were raised a certain way where they didn't believe that they had those powers or they were raised in like some kind of organized religion that made it like, oh, this is like the devil's work. How can it be devil's work to help someone heal? How can it be devil's work if you are healing yourself? That is pure creation energy. That is pure divine energy. So I'm here to tell you and give you permission and validate you that you are a healer, you can heal others, and you can heal yourself. And they can in turn do the same for you, but you have to believe. And you have to have the conscious awareness. And you have to be able to balance all these energy centers and make sure that all of them are open and clean and healed. Okay? And, you know, we can do this through healing sessions. You can do this through yoga and movement. You can do this through breath work. You can do this through meditation. You can do this through food, spices, supplementation. There's so many different things that you can do to open the chakras and heal the chakras. So what is the shape of a chakra? So you see the chakra... Uh, there's like all these pictures, right? All over the internet is like the person sitting and they have like, you know, the red, the orange, the yellow, the green, the indigo, right? The violet, purple, all of those different colors of their body. And there are many myths about the shape of the chakras. And some say they're like whirling discs that run along the spine. And other people even say that they resemble, resemble like an ice cream cone, like the shape of it. And honestly, it doesn't really matter what the shape of the chakra is, but most people believe that it's a it's a circulating disc. And the ancient scriptures back that up and say that the chakra is shaped like a sphere or a ball, right? And it rotates almost like the Milky Way galaxy. Have you ever seen a video of the Milky Way galaxy rotating on its axis? 
that's what I think of like when I'm doing healing on myself or when I'm doing healing on someone else, that's what I actually envision in my mind. And some people think that the chakras are really big. Some people think that they're really small. Um, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Like this is all like rules. I'm not a big rules and regulations person, but I'm a visual person. So if it helps you think of like, you know, these beautiful swirling discs of color that start at the base of your spine and run all the way up to the crown of your head, that will help you. Right. So let's go through the seven chakras. Now, mind you, there's tens of thousands of chakral centers in your body. And there's so many around your body and up all the way into the ethers to the corners of the universe, because I'm not going to get too crazy into quantum physics today. I don't want to bore everybody, but like, you know, you are an omnipotent, omnipresent, expansive being. You are not just this little meat puppet that is walking around eating, shitting, sleeping, fucking, and pissing. Okay. That is just such a small part of who you truly are. We are the universe and the universe is us. The universe is inside of us and we are inside of it. Okay. Like there's no end and there's no beginning on the continuum of time and space. Like we are everywhere and we are everything and we are multidimensional beings. So let's like try to open our minds up a little bit and think a lot bigger about what I'm saying. But if we're just talking about the seven chakras today, because if I spoke about every chakra in the world, I think I would be like Rip Van Winkle. I would be like a 900-year-old woman by the time I was done with this podcast. And I don't know if anybody really has time to listen. So we're just going to focus on the seven main chakra centers today. So the first chakra is the Muladhara, the Muladhara chakra. And it's the root chakra. The Muladhara chakra is located at the base of the spine. And this is red in color. And it's all about your survival, your strong foundation on earth, your stability as a human being, your ambition, and your self-sufficiency. When this chakra is closed down or it's not moving the right way or the, the, the highest vibrational frequency way that it should, a lot of people feel really insecure they feel really frustrated. They're living in a constant state of fear. They lack purpose. They lack ambition. And they're always feeling like, oh my God, when is the other shoe going to drop? Right. And that is not a good way to, way to live. Right. And when you heal that chakra, if you do have a problem with your muladhara or root chakra, you start to feel stable and confident and balanced and you get your energy back and you feel like you can do anything that you put your mind to, right? You can accomplish anything that you dream, desire, and aspire to have and to create. And you get back those positive emotions. And like I said before, the color of the muladhara or root chakra is red and the element of that chakra is earth. Okay. Now, I know this is going to get a little esoteric. It's going to get a little Buddhist. It's going to get a little Hindu. It's going to get a little all a lot of things. But um, there's an actual word or it's it's more like a a sound or a tone. And if you want to, like if you know that your root chakra is unbalanced or it's blocked, and if you just sit and you just say the words, Lam, 
Lam, lam, lam, lam. Okay, L-A-M. That is the healing mantra or the seed mantra or the bij mantra. And that's such a great thing to do. So sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling like my root chakra is blocked, which I have had a lot of problems with my root chakra over the years, and now I'm, it's coming full circle with like all the reproductive issues that I'm having and the issues with my, my period and my menstrual cycle. If you just sit in meditation for five minutes, close your eyes and just breathe. And you just keep saying the word lam and you envision in your third eye, in your mind's eye, the color red it's gonna be so healing for you. Because remember, everything in the world has a vibrational frequency. And every vibrational frequency can either heal or can hurt, okay? And LAM is a very high vibrational frequency tone, okay? So again, sit in, sit in meditation for just even five minutes and just say, breathe and say, LAM, LAM. Lam, lam. Doesn't that like feels good to say it, right? And then the the yoga postures that help the root chakra open is tree pose. Okay, is tree pose. The next chakra is right above your root chakra, and that is your sacral chakra. Okay, and the way that you pronounce it is. Swadishtana, Swadishtana, Swadishtana. And that's your sacral chakra. And the color of your sacral chakra is beautiful orange. And the element of your sacral chakra is water. So the Swadishtana chakra is located in the lower abdomen. And this is your center for sexuality, as well as creativity and self-worth. And when the sacral chakra can be blocked or not working at its full capacity, what will happen is you'll start to get irritable, you'll lack a sense of energy, you'll lack a sense of creativity, and you can feel manipulative or you can be manipulated very easily. And when you work on opening that chakra, you're going to feel more vibrant, more sexual, right? You're going to have more um, omnipotent sexual energy. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more positive, more satisfied, compassionate, and intuitive. Okay? And the seed mantra, the bij mantra of Svadishtana chakra is Vam. Vam. Okay? So say you have a block or your Svadishtana chakra is not moving correctly. If you sit in, in your mind's eye, you think of the color orange and you repeat the words, Vam, 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 V-A-M, Vam. And you can also work on balancing the Shvadishtana chakra by balancing poses like crow posture or trikonasana. Okay, the next chakra is the Manapura chakra, and that's your solar plexus chakra. The color of the chakra is yellow, and the element is fire. The Manapura chakra is located at the solar plexus. So think of like, you know, where your breastbone ends, 
right underneath there. And this is what houses your ego, your anger, and your aggression. So you know like when someone tries to fuck with you and you're like, do you know who the fuck I am? That is Manapura Chakra <laughs> imbalances, okay? And when you have an imbalance of the solar plexus chakra, it can manifest in a plethora of ways. You can get diabetes. I know this is really crazy, but remember how I was talking to before how blocks in these chakras can cause you know problems, right? So in your solar plexus, it can cause um, a plethora of issues like diabetes because you don't have the sweetness in life. That's what we talk a lot about in, when we talk about healing. And on an emotional level, one may struggle with depression, anxiety, lethargy, not enoughness, unworthiness, or it could be the opposite, like pompous, egoic, unhealed, unawakened energy. And when we heal that chakra, we can feel more energetic, more confident, more productive, and more focused and just all around more homeostatic and have more of a, a like a lust for life. And the seed mantra or the bij mantra of the mana pura chakra is ram. Okay? So again, if you have a blocked or faulty sacral uh, sorry, solar plexus chakra, if you sit in meditation for five minutes and you see in your mind's eye the color yellow and you just say over and over, Ram, 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 right? And the yoga postures that can help open the Manapura Chakra is any kind of forward bending or backwards bending right? So like wheel is really good to open the Manapura or the solar plexus chakra. The next chakra in the seven chakra system is the Anahata chakra or the heart chakra. And the color of this is green, even though a lot of people like like a blush pink. It totally depends on what you like. Whatever you, whatever resonates with you more, like go with that. But in like just every day, the chakra system, they go with like a beautiful emerald green. And the element of the Anahata chakra or the heart chakra is air. And as the name implies, the Anahata chakra is located in the heart region. So it can also involve, like I was saying before, lungs, your behind your shoulders, and obviously your heart. And these are all about the emotions of love, attachment, compassion, trust, and passion. But when the heart chakra is blocked, you physically can have a lot of issues. Like I was saying before, you can have a lot of issues such as lung issues, shoulder issues, like when your shoulders just hurt continuously and constantly, um, heart issues, so cardiovascular heart issues, breast cancer, breast issues. Okay. And then the, the actual emotional issues that go along with the Anahata chakra are anger, lack of trust, anxiety, jealousy, fear, and moodiness. But when you heal that part of you, you can have more compassion, unconditional love, be more caring, more optimistic, friendly, and motivated. 
And the seed mantra for the Anahata chakra is Yam, Yam. So if your heart is closed down, close your eyes, think of the color green, and repeat this mantra Yam, 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 Yam. And the heart chakra can be balanced by practicing yoga poses like half bridge, right? And anything that opens up your heart, like sun salutations, are so beautiful for the heart chakra. The fifth chakra is Vishuddha chakra or the throat chakra. Vishuddha chakra. The color of the throat chakra is blue, and the element of the throat chakra is space. Space. The throat chakra is located at the base of the throat, and this throat chakra has everything to do with expression, speaking your truth, faith, and the ability ability to communicate well. And a blockage in the throat chakra could have a feeling of weakness, inability to express our thoughts clearly, and we can also physically have physical issues, like I said before, in the throat chakra. It could be thyroid issues. Like if you grew up in a home that, you know, children were seen and not heard, or like no one, you felt like no one really understood you or you, you'd say something and no one would listen to you. A lot of friends of mine who grew up in those type of households now have Hashimoto's disease or they have thyroid issues or they have even like laryngitis a lot or throat, um, throat, even throat cancers, um, neck issues like with the spine in the neck, like you always have pain in your neck. This all can come from energetic blocks within the throat chakra. So if you want to really work on opening and healing the throat chakra, other than, you know, hiring a healer who really knows what they're doing, the seed mantra could be sitting in meditation, thinking of the color blue and saying the words hum, hum, H-A-M. So all you would do is just breathe, thinking of the color blue, and you'd say hum, Hum, hum. And the yoga poses that help open up your throat chakra um, are shoulder stands. So, Sarva Ganasana and plow pose, plow pose. The sixth chakra that we're going to be talking about today is the Ajna, the Ajna chakra, or the third eye chakra. Ajna, Ajna chakra. The color of this chakra is indigo. So indigo is like that bluish purple color. Like when you look at the rainbow, it's that like little bluey color in between the purple and the blue. It's like that strange indigo color. It's one of my favorite colors in the world. And the element of the Ajna chakra is none, none, N-O-N-E. So the Ajna chakra is located in the third eye center. So think of like right in the middle of your forehead. And a lot of us, and I teach this in Ambitious Academy, we use the Ajna Chakra as a focal point during our asana practices and in our meditations to develop, to develop more concentration. And when you do this, it also destroys the karma of past lives and brings liberation and intuitive knowingness into this lifetime. The Ajna Chakra, its attributes are intelligence, intuition, insight, and self-knowledge. And when it's imbalanced, you may feel more egotistical. You may 
really doubt your intuition, right? It's like when you meet someone and you know that they're a piece of shit, but you just keep like fucking chilling with them anyway, even though all the bells and whistles are going off in your body saying like, what the fuck are you doing? And an imbalance can manifest as physical problems. Like, so you could get really bad migraines, really bad headaches. Um, and also to be really like on the opposite end of the spectrum, brain cancer. I know it's crazy. Um, but it's true. And I've seen it before and it's been healed. Right. But this is when we're so disconnected from our knowingness and our intuition it can start to create illness and disease in that center. And when we balance it and we activate the third eye, a person will feel more vibrant and confident, both spiritually and emotionally, and they will be the master or the mistress of detachment to materialism, right? And the seed mantra or bij mantra of the Ajna Chakra is Om. So think in your mind's eye, the color indigo, sit in your meditation for five minutes and just say, Om, 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 Om. And the Ajna Chakra is stimulated when practicing headstand posture and yoga. And it honestly, like, I suck at headstands, but if you do it against a wall, it's so good. I also have a thing in my um, studio downstairs in my gym that's like a, you put your feet into it and you flip yourself upside down and like all the blood rushes to your head and it's supposed to stretch out your back, but I do it a lot to stimulate my third eye chakra. The other way you can help open your third eye chakra is to decalcify your pineal gland. We go really deep into this in Ambitious Academy. We do this by removing heavy metals from your diet and do, doing some detoxes and doing some breath work and some certain meditations to do that. And I'm telling you, when you start opening it, you become, your psychic ability goes through the roof. If you have any of the clairs, so if you're like clairaudience, clairvoyant, clairsentient, et cetera, it starts to open those, those beautiful uh, mediumship parts of you. And honestly, like the, when your third eye is open, you're just a happier bitch. Okay. The next and final of the seven chakras is the Sarasrara. <laughs> Sarasrara chakra. It's like the hardest one to say. Sarasrara chakra. And that's your crown chakra. And the color of your crown chakra is violet or even white. And again, the element of the crown chakra is none, N-O-N. So your crown chakra is located, obviously, at the crown of the head, so the top of the head. And it is the receiving center for divine connection and divine energy. So anything that is connecting you to source energy, to God, to the divine, comes in through your crown chakra. It allows for an inward flow of wisdom and brings like just, again, divine, beautiful, divine energy. And the seed mantra or the bij mantra of the, of the crown chakra is om, om. It's not om, O-M, it's A-U-M, om, 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 okay? So if you want to start to heal that crown chakra, really think about sitting in your meditation, seeing either the color violet or even a white light and just saying, oh, 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 oh. 
And when you're not connected, when your crown chakra is not connected, you can just feel really, I hate to say it like this, but you feel like dead inside. You're like, what is the point of life? Why am I here? This is fucked. Is it th if this is all there is, like, fuck me. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. And a lot of my clients are like that. And it's really sad because they literally just need to open their crown chakras. So let's talk now about crown chakra. Uh, let's talk about chakras and health. Okay, so just all the chakras and how they are associated to health. So remember, the chakras are associated with the organs and the gland of the particular region where they are. So based on various factors, such as our lifestyle and our environment, the people we're around, the trauma that we have have or have not endured, it can make it so it's either balanced or imbalanced. And if the chakra goes into either a hypo or a hyper, so like hypo is like not working enough, and sometimes your chakras overwork, right? It's either insufficient or reduced. So when it's hypo, your chakras are going to be insufficient and the energy is going to be reduced. But if it's hyper, there is going to be an imbalance in the overall flow and the energy throughout the body. Since chakras are interrelated, when one of them is imbalanced, it can cause a disturbance in the others. And you can feel disconnected, anxious, fearful. And like I said before, it can also manifest as health problems. Okay. So to function at your best, you must be balanced in your chakra system. Okay. So the function and the importance of the chakras. So the chakra action acts as distribution centers, right? They distribute the five pranas to their associated places, right? So say the apana prana to the pelvic region provides energy for the organs in this region. I'm not going to get too much into this today because this could be like a whole other freaking podcast, honestly, to tell you, to tell you the God's honest truth. Um, but just think about it, like different pranas, different breath, different energetic vibrational frequencies will go into the body and will help the distribution pattern become less disturbed and then help the physical, psycho, emotional, and energetic issues heal themselves, right? So how do we balance the chakras? How do we balance the chakras? So in my opinion, obviously, the best ways to balance the chakras are make sure that you find a healer that knows what the fuck that they're doing. I do virtual sessions and I do in-house sessions. You can either come to my wellness center in Hudson, New Hampshire, or we can do it virtually. Either way, both sessions are equally valuable. People will say, well, I, if I'm not going to be in real life with you, I don't want to do it. I'm telling you right now, it's equally valuable because in Reiki, we're actually trained to do distance healing. I'm not going to get into that today, but we're, that's what we're trained to. And I'm a Reiki master teacher. So I have four different certifications. I have four different levels of my certifications. And then I have all these other different certifications. And then I just use my natural God-given talents and gifts as well. So number one is get a, get a good healer that knows what the fuck that they're doing. Number two is, and, and a lot of people will say like, um, like yoga, like a lot of Catholics and Christian friends of mine is like, oh, my, <laughs> I fucking hate this dude. My priest or like my pastor said that yoga is like devil's work. And I'm like, he can go suck a dick or, sh or whomever. It's usually a dude. Let's be honest, but whatever. They can go suck a big fat one because that's bullshit. It's movement of the body. Okay. You're not freaking doing it to worship a Hindu God, unless, unless you are and you're Hindu, right? 
So it's about movement. So yoga will help it immensely, immensely. Remember I was talking about before, like all the different yoga poses that help open the different chakras, right? And the other things that will help it is a healthy diet and using different supplementation and different herbs for each. So what I want to do now is I want to break down each chakra and talk about the beneficial foods and the beneficial herbs for fixing those chakras. Okay. So the muladhara, right? The root chakra, like I said, is at the base of the spine. So think about it. Root. What is good for the root chakra? Root vegetables like carrots, potatoes, parsnips, beets, onions, garlics. Think of anything that like grows in the ground, like a root. And then protein-rich foods like eggs, red meat, or meats in general, but red meat is really good. Um, spices that interact with the muladhara chakra are chives, paprika, and pepper. Okay. So say you're like, okay, I, I met with Katie, we did a healing session and she gave me all this like spiritual homework. And then she also told me, Hey, you know, we worked a lot on your root chakra today because it was really blocked. I really want you to focus this week on eating like a lot of root vegetables. So like every day, try to like incorporate carrots or some beets, like have a beautiful beet salad, put some radishes on your salad, cook some, um, cook some yams or some sweet potatoes or like stir fry some parsnips with a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper and um, some garlic and have, you know, a beautiful piece of, you know, organic steak on the side. That's how you start to, you know, and this is very Ayurvedic. I'm not an Ayurvedic practitioner, but I have studied a lot of Ayurveda and this really does help. So the next one, the sacral chakra, remember like this is at the, the navel, right? And this is where all your emotional and emotional center and creativ creativity center comes from. So you want to fan this fiery spot with sweet fruits like melon and mango and strawberries and passion fruit and orange and coconut. Think of like orange fruit or reddish orangey fruit, right? And also honey and nuts are really good for healing the sacral chakra. And the spices that coincide with the sacral chakra are cinnamon and vanilla and sesame seeds really are great to nourish the sacral chakra. So just think like, if, okay, if you are blocked in your sacral chakra, you might want to just like every day, like have an orange, have a handful of strawberries, um, get some coconut flakes and put them on your yogurt, right? Have some golden milk. I love golden milk. I get the golden milk from, um, from garden of life. And you just like mix it with coconut milk or almond milk. And you just put a couple of teaspoons in there and you heat it up on the, uh, like in a pot. And it's so freaking delicious. And it has all like turmeric and cinnamon and vanilla and coconut and all those beautiful um, Indian spices. And it's just, I love to have it before I go to bed at night. It's just so, so healing. Okay. So the next one is the solar plexus chakra, right? The Manapura. And that's where you govern your ego and your self esteem. And you want to feed your solar plexus chakra with like grains. So I, I'm gluten-free, so I don't eat a lot of grains, but I do have rice every once in a while. So think like grains, rice, flaxseed, sunflower seeds, and um, milk products every day, like cheese and yogurt. 
Just make sure they're organic. Um, and the and the spices that go along with this are ginger and any kind of mint, chamomile, turmeric, cumin, fennel, which will help spice up the chakra. Okay. So again, like if you were to make like a beautiful curry um, and then put it over like like some rice and it will have the turmeric, it will have the cumin, it will have all those spices. So that's a really great way to incorporate that into healing your solar plexus chakra. The next one is your heart chakra, right? And this is where um, emotional abuse and heartbreak can be wounding. And to ensure that your, your heart chakra is already open, always open and in the right emotional frame, we want to aid the healing process of the heart by feeding it leafy green vegetables like spinach and kale, dandelion greens, broccoli, cauliflower, carrot, cabbage, and celery. And green tea also helps open the heart chakra and get it in healthy working condition. And you want to use spices for the heart chakra like basil, thyme, and cilantro. So if you think of it, you know, I'm a nutritionist. And if you look at the food that I just said, all of these clean the blood. What does the heart do? The heart pumps the blood to the whole entire body. Cilantro take, cleans the blood. It takes out heavy metals from the blood. Kale and spinach, um, dandelion greens, broccoli, any cruciferous vegetable like cabbage, cauliflower, it will help, again, clean the blood. Celery or celery juice will clean the blood. Okay, so think about it when, you're, when your heart chakra is blocked, you want to clean the blood. The next one is your throat chakra. And remember, this is all about not being able to express oneself. And these can manifest into colds and sore throats. Like um, Amanda Greco, my esthetician who was on the podcast last week, you know, she always gets laryngitis. And I'm always like, girl, you got to speak your truth. Girl, you got to speak your truth. Girl, you got to speak your truth, right? So think about it. You want to keep the throat in mint condition. So you want to really make sure that you're always liquefying, right? So organic green fruit juices, herbal teas. I'm a huge proponent of ginger tea and dandelion tea or, or just any kind of herbal tea, a lot of water, a lot of clean, clean, clean water. And think of like broths, right? Like bone broth, chicken bone broth, beef bone broth. Think of things like that. I also use a tea, um, you know, cause I, I sing and I've sang my whole life. And um, one of the little tricks that we use is we use either slippery elm bark tea. You can get it um, from uh, GNC or you can get it from Whole Foods. And sometimes they call it throat coat tea. And they also have slippery elm bark lozenges that are really amazing. The next one is your Ajna or your third eye chakra. And it's the seat of wisdom and insight. So it helps keep all things in perspective. So when you're trying to work on opening and healing and getting your third eye chakra in tip top shape, you want to feed it with dark bluish fruits. So think like blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. And then also think of red wine or even like organic low sugar or no sugar added grape juice. Um, same thing with cranberry juice, right? Like low sugar or no sugar organic cranberry juice, um, along with spices like poppy seeds, are really amazing for opening the third eye chakra. And like I was saying before, um, if you want to decalcify the pineal gland, if you want to get rid of all the toxins in your third eye, the best thing to do 
is get on a cleanse. I have a whole entire cleansing regimen in Ambitious Academy for removing heavy metals if that's something that you're interested in. And I'm telling you it works. It's next level amazing. Okay. So the last chakra is obviously the crown chakra. And this is what opens up to spiritual communication, right? Spiritual communication. So when you want to open up your crown chakra, I want you to think about fasting. I know. I said it. Fasting and detoxifying are the best thing to open this chakra. So it's actually no food or food that is detoxifying and cleansing, but most importantly, fasting, fasting, fasting. As you guys know, in Ambitious Academy, we do this thing called Ambitious 28 or A28P. It's part of Ambitious Academy and it's a whole fasting regimen. And obviously fasting is amazing for just detoxifying and cleaning out your body. But mostly all people who fast for spiritual and religious reasons are trying to get deeper into their connection with the divine, with their God. Okay. So fasting is amazing for that. And also frankincense and juniper. So frankincense and juniper are the two things that you can either eat or even like just smell and utilize every day to help open up your crown chakra. Okay. So this has been a really long podcast. I know. But on next week's podcast, we're going to go into the guided meditation on um, total energy healing all of your chakras. And then we're going to move into the cleansing of the chakras. I hope that this information resonated with you. If you feel like this information is really incredible for other people, post it on your Instagram, share it on your Facebook email your friends, tell everybody about it. And don't forget to tag me so that I know that you are really part of the bitchhood of this ambitious movement. I appreciate you. I love you and go heal your fucking chakras, bitch. No more excuses. Love you. See you next week.